Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. One of my very favorite things to do with my children is to spend time together outdoors, whether that is at a park or at a sports game that they're playing or going on a big adventure. Maybe it's a hike that we're taking together or spending time at a creek. And I've invited a friend with me today who also loves having time with her children out in nature, but I was surprised to find that she is an unlikely nature lover because she did not grow up loving nature. She was not the child who was aching to be outside with their hands and feet in the dirt and was fed by dirt under her fingernails. But you wouldn't know it now if you followed her uh, because my sweet friend, her name is Kelly Sippen, and she can be found on Instagram at SoCalNature. Your kids. So you got that. I will put it in the show notes, but obviously she has developed a love for nature and a love for being in nature with her children, where we both are in Southern California. She has been married for 12 years and she has four children who are nine, seven, and twin five year old boys. So if you're hearing this and you right away were thinking, okay, great, you enjoy nature but it's probably not as hard for you with all of your children, or maybe, maybe your children are all older or whatever. Okay. Kelly has five-year-old twin boys. So she has been through nature time with twin boys for many years. My kids are 12, nine, six, three, and one. So our nature adventures, we're just in the trenches of it together. And it's literally dirty. Like it is a dirty, messy time, but it is such a gift. Um, and you know, what turned Kelly on to loving nature was her time. Part of it was her time when she went through her battle with cancer and realizing that time with our family is fleeting. And part of when she knew, what do I want to do with my life? If this is the time that I have, what do I want it to look like? And part of that was time outdoors. So she started making it happen and her eyes were open to the gift that time outside and in nature can be. And if you want to hear more about her journey going through a cancer diagnosis and her treatment and ultimately her healing of where she is now, um, go back and listen to episode 36 that we did a long time together, um, a long time ago together. It's a really really beautiful story. And I know that you'll be encouraged by that. So today though, we're talking about enjoying nature with our children. Kelly, thank you so much for doing this with us again. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. So let's just start off with you sharing. Why do you think it's important for us to be in nature with our children? I feel like the more I spend time in nature, the like the longer the list grows of why it's so good. I think it's good for our kids when I think about child development, just at growing their physical skills. There's so many, so much research about how good it is for kids to be scrambling on rocks or feeling the grass under their feet and running around on pavement that moves up and down and just how good it is for their bodies, how good mm -hmm. it is for their own mental health. Um, just being outside slowing down is just good for them. But I also think it's valuable for me as a mom. I mm -hmm. think kind of for the same reasons. It keeps me physically active. 
it's mental refreshment. I feel like when we're outside, there's kind of this pause to whatever might be happening indoors in my house with my to-do list or whatever. It kind of pauses a lot of times when we're outdoors. And it also means if I leave with a clean house, the house stays clean while we're outside. (laughs) So that's definitely (laughs) a plus too. That is absolutely a bonus. You know, I realized I never regret our time that we Mm -hmm. spend outside together. That when we have a nature, we call them nature adventures. I think the idea of doing an adventure sounds so appealing. And so many days are not adventurous, right? Mm -hmm. Like as a mom, like the laundry is never feels like a happy adventure. And for the kids, their chores aren't happy adventures. And as much as we want school to be inspiring and, you know, fanning a flame of love for learning, like, okay, it is, but not as much as climbing a big mountain. Like there's something that that does in them and the life that it brings that when you get to do those things, then the next day when you're conquering fractions, it feels so much more doable because Mm -hmm. you climbed the mountain the day before. (laughs) Right. And I find the same to be true for me too. When I'm overwhelmed, there's something that happens when I'm feeling, you know, overwhelmed or burdened by life, maybe the things that are going on, whether it's things in our world, there's so much heavy stuff in our world right now going on. I feel like we could have said this for so long, like maybe one day it won't feel like this, but it does now still. And when we get outside though, it's like, it takes us, like you said, there's like a pause. And even, even with my phone, I find that when I'm out in nature, enjoying time outside with my family, I'm not worried about ordering that thing on Amazon mm-hmm. or checking that email or whatever. It's like, it's like all of that disappears and kind of gets put on hold while I'm present in this different place and my body is feels better and my heart feels better and my mind feels better. And I can tell you a hundred percent, the same is true for my children. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And even the way it inspires our children too. We spent time the other day and the Chino Hills state park. And when we were driving up and the, the hills looked like they were painted in yellow mm-hmm. because of that mustard flower that grows. And my daughter, who is very artistic, she gasped and she said, oh, this is going to really inspire my artwork. Aww. And I said, oh, it will. And that just fed me so much. I thought I didn't bring you here for an art lesson, but time and creation does. It inspires the things that we already have in us to do better mm-hmm. and to do more beautifully and to do with more excellence. Um, and she followed it up saying, I don't think I have anything that matches that yellow. Aww. And I just thought, man, what a wonderful thing for your eyes to be opened to such a strong yellow that no book could have given you that day. Right. Exactly. It offers something completely different. Okay. Let's go right into some practical tips for moms, because I think it'd be easy to talk about the deep value and the gifts of nature and all of that, but let's make this super practical today. What are some practical tips to enjoying nature with our children? I'm going to let you run first for a while because you are so very good at this and you have encouraged so many moms. So let's let you just run with this for a bit. All right. Sounds good. So the number one tip I can think of is to think about what you as a mom like to do outdoors. 
I think we can be so focused on our own kids' desires. Oh, my child really likes learning about dinosaurs or they really like whatever. But if you, as the mom listening to this podcast, want to be outdoors more, want to enjoy your time in nature with your kids, I think you'll be so much more motivated if it's something that you actually enjoy. Mm -hmm. So if you like to walk, that might mean making a list of stroller-friendly walks that you can do with your toddler. Or if you like to garden, that might be starting to plant a vegetable garden in your yard. Or if you love animals, that might be making a list of all the zoos and farms in your area because you know that you'll be delighted by seeing those animals. Mm. Um, I know personally, I really like traveling. And so I like going to new places, even if they're just in our own area, going somewhere new gives me that kind of thrill of traveling, even if it's just down the road. And so I really make an effort to do a lot of new adventures with my kids. On the flip side, I've recognized over the years that going to the beach with my four kids is very stressful for me and I don't really like getting wet. And so even though they love the beach, I think if I asked them, where do you want to go? They would pick the beach every time. I've kind of identified like that's not something that we do very much. If we do, it's usually with my husband along. And on the rare occasion that I'm going to take them, I'll take them to somewhere where there's like protected water so that, you know, if it's a harbor and there's not big waves and then I don't have to get in the water with them. But just being able to identify and sit and think about what do you like to do? Maybe you do love to go to the beach. And so that's the place that you want to take your kids. Um, But just kind of sitting for a while and thinking about like, what are the things I like to do? Or when I did go on a trip and we went to that really cool botanical garden and I loved it, maybe think about how you could apply that to your everyday life. Maybe you get a membership to your local botanical garden, but just really thinking about what do you enjoy doing? Hmm. Okay. That's funny because I think as a mom, so often moms who are intentional moms, like intentionally serving our children, literally never stop to think what we like Mm -hmm. or what serves us. My mom has told a story about a time that she was asked at a thing at like a marriage retreat or something like that. Like, what do you like to eat? And that was like one of the first things they asked. And she cried. Because she was like, I don't even know what I like to eat anymore. And my poor dad, I'm sure was like, oh man, what am I in for? (laughs) But I think you're right. And that's really healthy to realize that each of us are different. And sometimes when we're seeing things, especially seeing other people share on Instagram, like, oh, I really like to do this, or I'm really good at this place that we think, oh, we need to do all those things. But we don't, we don't need to do any of those things. And we Mm -hmm. need to slow down and realize what what do we like? Mm -hmm. And then, and when we are fueled, we will be a better mom for our children too. Exactly. And you're more likely to actually make it happen because if I said, Oh, I'm going to take the kids to the beach. It's a lot easier to just put it off than if I know, Oh, I really like to get together with my friends. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and make it happen that we go to the park and hang out with friends, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. I think it's more likely to actually happen, which then makes it kind of a win-win for your kids and you, because at least then you're doing something. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off of that with one of my points that you just Mm -hmm. said, doing something with your friends that you're more likely to do it. Because one of my tips for enjoying nature with your children is to schedule it and schedule it with people who feed your soul. Mm -hmm. Because 
we as moms have limited time to be with people and to be in, in interpersonal relationships closely with other women and other moms and with, and in even choosing who are the children that we want our children to be with and to be in close relationship with. And so I would encourage people to schedule your time and to know how often do I want our family to be in nature? Okay. I would like us to have a nature adventure every month. Then if that's what you want for your family, you need to schedule it to make it happen. And if you schedule it with people who are going to feed you and feed your children, that they make your family better, that you want them to be those close people, because when we do hard things together, we grow closer too, which Mm -hmm. is really wonderful. And when we experience those aha yellow flower moments, we do grow closer to those people. So thinking about who are the people who we want to be in relationship with? Are there families who I think, man, I wish we had more time with them or even people in your family. Maybe it's your immediate family and you live near them and you don't spend the time together you want. Maybe this is how you start making that happen. And then say, how often do I want to be in nature? And then start scheduling it to know, okay, the first Saturday of every month, We're doing this and put it on the calendar with that other family because then you're going to have it already pre-planned and then you can enjoy the day because it's not something that's interrupting your schedule. You're putting it on the schedule because it's important. So then it doesn't feel like an interruption or a bother. It feels like a gift that, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. this is that, that fun thing we were looking forward to. Well, and I love, I know you've shared before that your family has a couple other families that you do get together once a Mm -hmm. month. And I love that idea because I think at first glance, it would be like, well, only once a month. That's not, Mm -hmm. shouldn't we be outside every week? Shouldn't we do, you know, I I know Mm -hmm. some people who do that, but I think once a month is doable. And when you think over the course of the year, that's 12 awesome adventures that you got to go on and have that time with your friends and everything. I think that's really wonderful that it, the idea of scheduling it at a pace that's actually doable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because it doesn't mean that's the only time we're in nature, but those are like the adventure days where we say, this is the day we're going to do a hike, or this is the day we're going to go to a Creek or go to a bird farm or some random place that we wouldn't ever normally go to some animal like sanctuary, something that we wouldn't normally do that. It's a different feeling than just, you know, going to a park or doing something in the backyard or even like our local farm, we would spend more time there Mm -hmm. just as part of our family rhythms, but the adventure days, those are special. Right. So, okay. Give us another, another tip. What else? Okay. Um, so Using the internet to find places to go explore outdoors. I have a few ideas for places to go. If you're thinking, I want to get out of the house, I want to go on one of those nature adventures, but where should I go? Mm-hmm. Obviously, first, ask your friends. And mm-hmm. that I think is probably the best place to start. But people might not know of a lot of good places, or maybe you're new to the area, you don't have a group of people to be asking about that. So, a few ideas for things you can do online. One of them is to find some people on Instagram who share fun places in your area. So That's like, if, I- <laughs> so like, wait a minute. So you mean if they're in Southern California, they could go to SoCal nature kids and get some advice. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> it is true though. Like you really, you really are a good resource because I know you as a real friend outside of Instagram first. And then I found your Instagram I was like, Oh, Kelly does this thing. That's super cool. Oh my goodness. She has like really good resources on here. So legitimately like 
not just as an Instagram person, but as an actual person, I will tell you, if you're in Southern California, Kelly has a lot of really great resources, but continue. Thank you. And (laughs) I feel like after creating my Instagram, I discovered that there's so many other people sharing places for their areas. If you're in San Diego, San Diego has like 10 different moms sharing all the fun places to go, but Mm -hmm. wherever you are around the country, um, try searching for like Colorado with kids or North Carolina family fun or something, or just think about, I know there's a handful of people I follow around the country who maybe they share a lot of other things too. I follow somebody who does a lot of cookbook recipes, but she will periodically share, oh, this is where we went. And you discover, oh, that cool creek or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just a really great resource. Um, also local mom, Facebook groups are good. Mm -hmm. If you have a Facebook group for your area or your city, you can do a post there and ask for ideas. Those are nice because you can share like, these are the ages of my kids. Where do you recommend we go? Another place is tripadvisor.com. And that's really meant for tourists, but I think it can be great to look in your own area. You just Mm -hmm. type in your city and then click on things to do. And they'll provide a list of things to do. I went and looked on it for my own city this morning and out of the top 10 things to do, I would say six or seven of them were nature areas in our city. I vouched for all of them like, oh yeah, I would recommend that in our area. So that's a really good resource. And then Yelp is another option. I don't like it quite as much as TripAdvisor, but both of those will just kind of provide a opportunity to look at a list that people have vetted. Sometimes people's reviews can be a little harsh, you know, depending on the place, but in general, you can get some ideas and then look into further information. And then also looking at your city or a neighboring city's park and rec website. A lot of times they'll have a list of all the playgrounds in your area or looking for like county parks, regional parks, state parks. Those can also be just a good starting spot to know oh yeah I didn't really think of it that this regional park is in the next town over and that can be a good resource for a place to go with your family yeah those are really good ideas and I like that it might be new places that are local to you that maybe you haven't done and you find them and oh that's that's interesting and that's different Mm -hmm. that's great what else let's let's do the next one all right so another one is When you go on a nature adventure to pack a drink for yourself for the way home. And I got this from someone I follow online, um, Lisa at this pilgrim life. And she suggested it and I've done it ever since. And it, every time I think to pack something for myself on the way home, like this feels so glorious. So if we're (laughs) going to the zoo, I mean, this isn't like going to the playground on the street. If we're going to do one of those bigger Mm -hmm. things, we're going on a hike, we're going to go to the zoo for the day. Um, even yeah, just anywhere where there's going to be a bit of a drive home. Mm -hmm. I like to take an insulated cup and either you can pack something hot, like hot coffee or hot chocolate or uh, like a cup of hot water and then bring a tea bag separately so that you can put it in when you get back in the car or something cold. I'll pack just ice in an insulated cup and then a can of like sparkling water, um, and then when I get back into the car, it's like, we're hot, tired. I have the drive home. I'm going to turn on a podcast for the kids. And if I can sit in the front seat and like drink this nice fresh beverage, and we didn't have to go through Starbucks or anywhere like that. Um, 
just being able to get in the car and head home. That just feels like I'm like doing something relaxing for myself. Um, so and I find myself looking forward to it. I've even packed smoothies sometimes. Um, if you have a good like double insulated cup, that'll even keep those cold. Um, I do not pack anything like that for my kids because I don't want them to have like sticky mess in the backseat of the car. But I do always, I have like a 32 ounce, a pretty big water bottle that I Mm -hmm. will do ice water. And that always stays in the car so that regardless Mm -hmm. of how we've used up water at our destination, I like being able to get back in the car, refill their water bottles, pass them back and then be able to drive home. So it's just like a little leveling up um, tip to enjoy the drive. I love that. That makes it such a treat. I had heard a similar piece of advice for kids that was having a treat of some sort or another, whether it be, you know, a little, like a pack of fruit snacks or a granola bar that they like, or a piece of chewing gum, whatever it is, but having that for the walk back sometimes, because I know it depends on the trip. Like, you know, when you're at the beach, I mean, technically sometimes you do have a long walk to the car. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that is a real thing. Like when it's time to start packing up and heading Mm -hmm. back. Um, but a lot of times on hikes, you know, you go to a time, you go to a place, for a certain period of time. And then the walk back can be the part that gets, you know, less than exciting can get a little bit hard or a little bit more tedious and being able to have a little something for them to be able to get them through that part mm-hmm. as a reminder, like, Hey, let's go ahead and have that treat. Now while we do this next part, I know this is a big hill. I know you got this. This is going to mm-hmm. help you out. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Um, Because honestly, like a little treat helps me for the drive home. It is a little, it Mm -hmm. is a treat and a blessing and they get to just relax on the drive home. Uh, But for us, we still have to make that happen. So Mm -hmm. I feel like your idea is like an extension of the the treat for the hard part of the, of the adventure. Uh It was like, it's your final stretch of adventure to get back home. (laughs) That's great. That's great. What's your next idea? What's your next tip? Um, so another one, we've talked a lot about adventures away from home, but I think also setting up a home nature area and no matter where you live, um, I think when we think of being in nature at home, obviously we think of having a yard, which is wonderful. If you do have a yard, I have a book to recommend. It's called nature play at home, creating outdoor spaces that connect children with the natural world. And it's by Nancy, I don't know how to say it, Strinista. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe you can link it in your notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a beautiful book. We actually have it as well. And I love it. Yeah. And so many good recommendations for like plants to plant that are going to be like have good scents or good tastes or textures or anything and how to set up your backyard. And that's wonderful. But if you don't have a yard... I have been there. I was counting up since I became a mom nine years ago. I've lived in four different apartments and that didn't have any kind of an outdoor space, maybe a little patio space. And I think at first glance, it's easy to be like, well, I just wish that I had a yard. My life would be so much better. But trying to make use of whatever space you have. So a few ideas I have are to set up a window bird feeder. I don't know if you've seen those where like they suction cup to the window. Mm -hmm. So you can have birds that would come even if you're in a second story apartment, they could still fly to your window. Um, Setting up like an herb garden or potted plants, maybe right outside on your porch or again outside your window or indoor plants. 
having a daily time where you look out the window to observe the weather or maybe a specific tree that you say every day, we're going to look at what's going on with this one tree Mm -hmm. after breakfast or something, um, or having a sensory table on your patio, um, I'm thinking through houses and now I'm thinking, no, I've actually lived in five apartments <laughs> as I'm envisioning, <laughs> but a couple of them, we had like a little tiny patio space and we would have a sensory table. That's obviously for younger kids, but that can hold like dirt or water. And I have some nice memories of when my daughter was younger that she would really enjoy playing out there. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a contained way to how we would put sand in sometimes, but give them some of that outdoor space even if you don't have like a full lawn or whatever to play on. So, and I would also piggyback on that of saying, you can also bring some of your nature adventures home to be able to hold on to the specialness of them. Um, and so that doesn't matter how much space you have or you mm-hmm. don't, but you can pick a space to know like this one bookshelf. We use this one little corner of this bookshelf space to put our treasures from our nature adventures. Mm-hmm. So we've always collected them and had a little space that we keep them on. And it might be a seed pod or a special rock that had a beautiful pattern on it or a pine cone that for some reason was really special from a certain place or goodness from tide pools. There's so many treasures that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a special shell that was found or something that then is out there and they're able to remember back. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was that place. And I try at the end of every school year to like swipe it all off. And Mm -hmm. some of the things that I know, like these were really meaningful. I'll leave like those four things there Mm -hmm. so that then we can re-add to it because otherwise it can become, you know, out kind of out of control (laughs) and they don't normally notice when I do Mm -hmm. it. I don't include them in the removing of the treasures. Mm -hmm. That's a thing I do at night when they're asleep. It's one of those (laughs) things you hide under the rest of the trash. So they don't see it. Um, or even put it in a bag and put it away in case one mm-hmm. of them did notice, wait, that was a really special pine cone. Right. You could know. Okay, here it is. But that's another way that that you could kind of bring it home. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What was your other idea of a of just a meaningful tip? Um, I have one thing to say about the nature collection because yeah. I just saw this idea this week online somewhere. And uh, to take like your spice jars, like if you mm-hmm. have spices, then that, you know, empty out. And usually we just toss those in the recycling to clean them out. And that makes like a perfect thing that you could drop like a little like specimen. And it kind of then looks like a display that you would have at like the Natural History Museum that it'll keep like your shell or your chrysalis or whatever. I just thought that was like a really easy, creative thing. So now I'm like shaking out cinnamon, hoping that it will run out soon so we can start collecting it. But that's an awesome um, idea. I feel like it would look beautiful too. Ours doesn't look so beautiful, which I'm okay with, but that sounds very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So my final tip is to also at home to read picture books, to learn about nature. Mm -hmm. I think reading books really supplements what we do outside um, and gives context for what we're looking at. A few, I was trying to make a list of some of our favorites on our shelf. I really like the books by Diana Hutz Aston, like A Seed is Sleepy, Mm -hmm. A Butterfly is Patient. They're really beautiful. Um, Kate Messner has a whole series of like over and under the pond or over and under the snow where it shows what's going on up in the world that we kind of see. And then she'll also show down what like the animals burrowing under the ground or the Mm. frogs that are under the water at the pond um let's read and find out is a whole series of tons of nature science topics some of them aren't so great but a lot of them i do like gail gibbons 
it is one of the authors of that series and I really like hers. Um, Yuval Zomer has like a whole series, the big book of bugs, big book mm-hmm. of blooms. And the one I really like, I think it's a him by him is the street beneath my feet. The whole book folds out. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen it? Uh-uh. it fold, the pages turn like a regular book, but you can also fold it all out. It ends up being like six feet long and it shows what's going on from the sidewalk down to the levels of soil down to like the water table all the way to like the molten core of the earth um wow so those and there's one also for like up above into the atmosphere also so those are cool and then if you're in southern california i love the book wild la um and then even if you're not in la it's great for all southern california And then the last one is, I think it's really helpful just to have a good field guide for your area. We really like the National Audubon Society Field Guide to California, but they have those for other regions of the U.S. They're called the Audubon Regional Field Guide. So there's like one for the Midwest or one for the Pacific Northwest. So there's so many other books. I feel like there's hundreds of like wonderful nature books and they're being produced more and more every year. But those are some of our favorites that really help to when you have like a fleeting moment of oh seeing that bird it can be nice to then come back to a book and learn more about them when you have more time to study it and I think they also serve the opposite purpose as well that I think that the books when we have them in our home and just around our children and just sitting about just like purposefully having those books in the book Mm -hmm. baskets instead of books that are just kind of meaningless or Mm -hmm. just space fillers Mm -hmm. um twaddle if you're in that world yes. of, of, of Charlotte Mason learning and schooling and philosophy of education. Um, those have so much more valuable and they're inspiring that mm-hmm. books that inspire and light a fire of interest and curiosity. So then when they're reading them and they're looking through these pages that then when you go out, they have a point of reference of, Oh, that seed pod mom, this is like the seed is sleepy. This is Uh like that same one in that book. And it just inspires so much more excitement when they Mm -hmm. already have a point of reference to draw from that, that really is a different gift to be giving them Mm -hmm. because it helps shape the lenses that they're viewing Mm -hmm. nature that they're going out into. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, another book that I was going to recommend that's a different kind of a resource, but I think is really helpful is 100 Days of Adventure. So it's by um, Greta Eskridge. It's a new one. And it's a, an interesting book in that it's for children. And her idea is that you give this book to your children and you look at it with them to see what inspires them, that what things are they, would they be excited by? Because, you know, having a larger family there are certain things that one child is going to be excited by and want to do and that everyone else will go along for the ride, but it's not really going to be their thing. But I think that's really meaningful and shows our children that we do care to take the time to sit with them and look through this book and see what do you love. And when they see something they're inspired by to say, okay, well, let's see, maybe we could make that one of our nature days this year. Let's make that May. And even if it's not one that does speak to your heart as much as a mom, knowing I'm doing this because this does serve this child's heart during this month. We're putting it on the calendar because right, if you don't schedule it, it's probably not going to happen. And, and a lot of her adventures that she has in this book, first of all, it's beautiful. 
which is nice. We're not just like plain black and white. Like it's the illustrations are lovely. And there are a lot of ideas that are things that I would not have thought of on my own. You can tell that a whole lot of thought went into this and it'll be interesting to see how my different type of children that like my child who loves like the big physical adventures and then the Mm -hmm. child who loves to imagine and the child who loves to create what things they're drawn to that I might not even know that about them, that Mm -hmm. it kind of opens our eyes to a new part of our children. Um, And another thing I would encourage parents in is that it's okay to do the same thing, that nature changes as the year Mm -hmm. progresses and as we go through different seasons. And I think there can be sometimes a burden of thinking it needs to be new. It needs to be fresh. It needs to be exciting. Absolutely. It doesn't. I would actually argue that there sometimes are more lessons in the sameness Mm -hmm. than there are in the differences, because then you see, oh, wow, this changed since the last time we were here. Remember there was a fire last time. And so all of those plants had been burned and there were all of those ashes and now there are no ashes. And actually it's more fertile than it's ever been because Mm -hmm. turns out those ashes helped fertilize that soil and they've grown new plants. Whereas if it had been the first time in that location, they wouldn't even know right. what what the land had gone through. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also for children, there's security and sameness mm-hmm. that realizing there's like this blessing of, oh yeah, I did this before. Mm-hmm. And it also allows them to see their growth when you do the same things mm-hmm. that, wow, when I came here last time, I couldn't do that tree. I couldn't mm-hmm. climb it, but this time I could. Mm-hmm. I was able to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. And they realize their maturity and growth. So mm-hmm. it's okay doing the same things. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing I wanted to encourage moms with, which is kind of funny because it ties right in with the title. It basically is the title of the podcast. Enjoy nature with your children. Like make a choice to mm-hmm. uh, get enough rest the night before you go. Don't stay up all night cleaning the house because you feel guilty leaving your house mm-hmm. to have a fun day with your kids. If your house is a mess, go to sleep, um, pick food that's going to fuel your body to be able to pack, to bring for the day and lighten up, like take a deep breath before you go and say a prayer. God, may this day be a blessing to our children. And maybe may it be a blessing to me and see the value in the relationships you have with them. Enjoy the fresh air, enjoy whatever it is that you're touching, even when there's things that are messes that happen, because there's going to be messes. Mm -hmm. There's another book by Greta Eskridge called Adventure Together that if you are adventuring, adventuring together, and that one's for the moms. If you haven't read that and you want to adventure more, get it and read it. Mm -hmm. It will encourage you and remind you the value of what you're doing, because then you're able to really rest in these moments and really enjoy the value of it and let it fuel you. And, um, If there's a mom who's just feeling overwhelmed, like that's great that it could fuel you. I don't think it's going to fuel me. Kelly, what last advice would you give to her? I think just do it, you know, and, and start small. I think Mm -hmm. start with just, oh, today we're going to go outside for 10 minutes together. And I'm actually going to go out and sit in a chair with my cup of coffee and my kids or. And not with my phone. Don't let your phone take it away because you could lose it. You could miss the chance because you're getting sucked back in out of the moment with your kids. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Go on a walk around your neighborhood. 
don't start with that big wilderness hike. Go to a local playground close to your home, a place that's going to have amenities like a botanical garden or a science museum Mm -hmm. or a nature center where there's going to be an actual parking lot and a snack bar and bathrooms and stuff. Um, And take a friend if you can. I think that that can really help those initial times feel Mm -hmm. more doable. But if you can't, I know that some of my favorite memories have been just me and my kids. And we've kind of been like, we did this. We packed up a lunch and we went and give yourself that pat on the back on the way home and be glad that you did something different today. Absolutely. And you can encourage yourself with your drink on your way home. Exactly. And you can (laughs) say to yourself, I did this. Thank you, self. Good job, mom. (laughs) Encourage yourself in that. Well, and my last piece of encouragement uh, to a mom saying, okay, I'm going to do this would be to, before you go, to pause and think to yourself too, there is deep value in being in creation, that it's so much more than just being outside. And it is because it's what God made, that God made this world for us to enjoy and for us to work in. And if we stay inside all day, we are missing a gift that he's given us. And for you, if you're somebody who already is in a relationship with God and would already an active follower of him, make it a time of worship. And look for ways that you can see his presence to be able to worship God as the creator of what you're seeing and experiencing and being gifted at that time. I mean, it's so many times it's free, but it's something Mm -hmm. that God has made for us. And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, if that's like not your purpose in being outside, I would encourage you before you go to pause and think about this passage. I'm going to read for you from the Bible. It's from Romans 1:20, and it says, For since the creation of the world, his, God's, invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. When you are outside, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord closely, you're going to encounter his work his handiwork and his fingerprints are seen all over it. And if you're ready for it, ask him, okay, I'm going to try this with my kids. And I'm even going to take it a step further and say, God, if you want to show me yourself while I'm in creation today, I'll open up my heart for it and see how you want to show up and show yourself to me. And I believe he'll meet you there. Kelly, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. And I think a lot of moms are going to enjoy being outside with their children. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And I hope you guys go find Kelly at SoCal Nature Kids or find some other resources wherever you live that can help you be able to get outside and get messy and enjoy being with your kids outdoors. Have a blessed week. I'll see you next week, friends. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.